Okay, I'm drinking. I'm putting my beer, you got, you got in, your a, beer. in a glass because I am extra and I need my beer in a glass. In a glass. I don't drink it from. If it's not in a glass, why even bother? can. Right. <laughs> I pour it into my beer gla- pint glasses that I get from the breweries that I go to or the races that I run. They love oh, man. To yeah, I've got a whiskey pub. glass. Yeah. So, ooh, you know, your picture we're, show. We're keeping it classy. So, right, it's all about the booze. <laughs> <Just kidding>. Okay. <laughs> all right. right. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Tell us so why this, we're is, here. this is Peculiar Picture Show, the podcast that talks about movies, maladies, and mental health. Uh, so today we're talking about maladies and mental health. We're not talking so much about movies, but we. Um, we we believe that to end some of the stigmas surrounding mental illness, we have to be open with it. We have to normalize conversations around it. And so Maria and I have been having some conversations about some mental health on her end. So we wanted to kind of share that with you, our listeners, and kind of talk about what's been going on with Maria. So um, Maria, why, why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about what's been going on with you? Yeah. So one of the things that... Um that I recently starting to realize maybe about myself is that I'm pretty sure I have borderline personality disorder. And there's a couple of reasons why, not just because I think I have it and I read it, but I was actually diagnosed um, (laughs) with borderline personality disorder the last time I was hospitalized. So maybe that was like 2008. They told me that they believed I had borderline personality disorder or bipolar. And which or I bipolar. Think, okay. Yeah. When I was reading about things, like a lot of it, there's a lot of overlapping things and some of like the mania stuff, mm-hmm. I think, and like the impulsive behavior is very like it can be sometimes it, it's hard to tell them apart sometimes, I think, is what I was getting from it. Um, but and I some people have both, too. So. And some people have both. And so, yeah, that's totally possible to have both. I never thought I had bipolar. Like I didn't have like the things that when you describe having like mania or any of any of the mm-hmm. mania or or um or things like that. But when I read about bipolar or borderline personality disorder, that like almost every single thing hits me for the most part. And so yeah. Um. And so when you when we were doing the mommy dearest episode (laughs) and we were talking about borderline Mm -hmm. personality disorder and you were talking and you were listing some of the traits of it because you you were saying that maybe um joan crawford Crawford, you know it just it seemed like that It, it just like was like as soon as you started listing some of those traits, I got mm-hmm. so quiet and I was like, do I say something? I think this is me. <laughs> like, I think this is me. Yeah. Do I say something? Do I make it like a thing right now? Do I wait on it? Do I sh- shut up? I didn't know what to do. So I didn't say anything during the episode about it, you know, because I didn't uh-huh. I didn't know. And I don't even know if I told you right after it. It was it was a bit after. Like yeah, I, I, I went back and listened to the episode, and you do actually get pretty quiet in that part. I didn't yeah, realize. I, yes, but yeah, I was you, like, after you told do me, I say like, and then I also was feeling a lot of emotions about it because mm-hmm. that was another thing that I think why I didn't say anything um, was because of the stigma around it, and I was like, oh my right. god, like 
you know, um, I don't know. I just and I've heard of borderline personality disorder before, obviously, when I was diagnosed. But even before that, I studied abnormal psychology in college, some of it. And that's when I first learned about borderline personality disorder. And it was like very much equated with antisocial personality disorder, which is actually Mm -hmm. on the same kind of spectrum of that. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense. But the antisocial personality disorder is the serial killer disorder. Like it's the Mm -hmm. one that people think, you know, like that that people say because it's lack of empathy. And, you know, I don't lack empathy. (laughs) Like, I like, you know, and so – and so I think I just initially, when they told me I had bipolar or borderline, I just didn't even do anything about it. Like, I just ignored it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really look into it. Um, another thing that – another movie that I think is about borderline personality that is another experience I had is Girl Interrupted with Ruinona Ryder. Mm-hmm. I've and not seen it, but I've heard that. Yeah. And so I've read the book. I've watched the movie because – and I want – because – I love Winona Ryder. That's why, like, when I was growing up, like, Winona Ryder was my, you know, I watched everything Winona Ryder mm-hmm. was in. Like, she was my thing. Um, <laughs> and I think the movie, the movie came out when I was 19. And I, and, and she's supposed to have borderline personality disorder in it. And I knew, like, some of it kind of resonated with me. But at the same time, I think they really focused in that movie about promiscuity and how promiscuous Winona Ryder's character was and how that was such a big, like, borderline personality disorder, like, indication. Mm-hmm. And I was not promiscuous. <laughs> so I was like, this can't be me. I'm not promiscuous, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, even though I was, like, de- I, I was diagnosed with depression or whatever when I was younger and hospitalized when I was younger and all that stuff, I just didn't think I could have BPD or borderline personality disorder. And, um, mm-hmm. and so... When you were talking about the Mommy Dearest episode, um, and it all come flood- came flooding back to me, I think it was just like, maybe I do have it. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, and should I deal with it? What should I do? <laughs> I have a podcast yeah. on mental health, and I'm not saying anything for the same reason why we started this, because I feel like that's super crazy, as opposed to just crazy. You know, if... <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there there is a real stigma around borderline person. Like, honestly, when you first told me, my first reaction was, oh, no, you don't have that. Like, as if it was this horrible thing that, like, nobody right. I know could actually have. Because, I mean, I I have bipolar disorder, and mm-hmm. I still have that stigma. Um, and it's, I mean, looking back now, I think one of my ex-girlfriends had borderline personality disorder. She was not diagnosed, but mm-hmm. I'm, like, 99% sure she had it. And just like you sh- said, she was not lacking empathy. She was actually very empathetic. She, I mean, she was very kind to me um now she didn't put up with any level of bullshit and so that is what like if there was any bullshit she stomped that out hard but i mean she was nothing but kind to me um Mm -hmm. and so they like it seems like every other week on these cis shows we're seeing somebody diagnosed with you know borderline personality disorder to explain why they're a killer and there's just such a stigma against this disorder that i mean even i had fallen prey to it so yeah um so what what are some of the the traits that really resonate? I sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. If you have say anything no, else okay. to say there. No, I mean, yeah, we can get into you, okay. your question is what are some of the traits that resonated with you that you talked about? Yeah. So what and, what are some of the Oh, good. Yeah. And so the the so I think one of the things that really stood out to me is when you were talking about the positive traits. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think um oh 
I'm sorry. I have to click on the link that I have so that I can see what those positive traits are. Uh I am so sorry. Um, So you talked about resilience, boldness, creativity, well-developed intuition, which I still have, um, passionate Mm -hmm. and driven. And so one of the things that really clicked was that I had recently taken something called the Hogan assessment at work. And that's mm-hmm. like a um, a predictor of workplace performance. And I got kind of certified in it and all this stuff. And one of the things that they look at are personality traits. And they have like a good side of the personality traits and then the dark side of personality. So those are the mm-hmm. qualities that emerge within you when you're under stress or something. And so my top bad traits for the Hogan assessment are excitable, bold, colorful, and imaginative. So that, I can see that. Yeah. So if you think so. about the positive traits of BPD, which is boldness, creativity, <laughs> passionate, driven. Mm-hmm. One of my good traits is ambition. Like these, I score like ridiculously high on these things. And yeah. So like in the Hogan, like excitables is is about displaying dramatic emotional peaks and valleys regarding people and projects. They can mm-hmm. come across as really passionate. That's me. That's me. Um bold they seem assertive self-promoting overly self-confident colorful like attention-seeking dramatic socially prominent i don't know if i'm attention-seeking but i probably dramatic yes imaginative may seem impractical unpredictable offer unusual Mm -hmm. ideas that's so me so (laughs) so those are the things that really that's why that resonated me i just did this hogan assessment you were telling me boldness that people seem to be very resilient. Everyone talks about how mm-hmm. I how how I do I I I crazily can just like bounce back from things. Um, some of the some of the negative things for BPD that that we talked about during the program was intense irrational fear of abandonment, unstable relationships, unclear or shifting self image, impulsive or destructive behaviors, self harm. Definitely me. Extreme mm-hmm. emotional swings. Chronic feelings of emptiness, explosive anger, and then feeling suspicious and out of touch with reality, sometimes paranoia. I'd say I have almost all of those things, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, especially the anger part. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, so that was really something that I think I, I – I, it just was – I'm starting to realize like maybe maybe this is me. And so like I, I really – and I didn't look at it as like – fear of abandonment of like the reasons why I was doing things. But if I think back at some of the things and all of the things that I have done that have like triggered an event, because I knew I was reading about it and it's about like something triggers me to like derail and I take it to the extreme and it could mean like a dumb little thing. And I will like be like, Oh, I deserve to die. And I'm going to just go die. And part of having borderline personality is that kind of some seemingly small things can be really big deals in, in our minds. Um, and it becomes kind of irrational. And and so yeah. one of and, and one of the things that I do and I've done so often um, is is I, I am really scared of being alone, of dying alone, uh-huh. being deprived of real deep emotional human connections. Like I am super scared of that. And one way I show this to people that I love is I ironically um, push them away. So <laughs> just so to kind of see if it will happen. Like I don't know if, right? it's, if it's why, if that's why, but like, for example, the last time I really started getting depressed, which was prior to my last brain surgery, I cut myself uh-huh. off from all my friends. I hmm. had convinced myself 
that I was going to die alone. So I needed to get used to being alone. And so I just stopped contacting my friends. I even told them I didn't want to be friends with them anymore. I did this for months. And it was because we were, I, I, I shit you not, and I don't even remember why, but what triggered, it was a small trigger. My friend made a small comment at some point because I was this bitter, I was the only person who was a, who was not like in a relationship. Everyone was married. There were mm-hmm. a lot of them were having children. And I felt like I was the only one and that this I was just never going to happen to me. And like one of the things that like when you're a woman and you're educated as you get older, it, it does. I think it's harder to find a man if you're yeah, a, a, heter- as a heterosexual. Yeah, like that's just a thing. And so I made some kind of comment like I always do about like, well, at least you have blah, blah, blah. And the person who my friend who I said it to, I don't exactly know what it was about, but it was about something about me being scared to be alone and how she was sick of hearing it. And she's just like, I'm sick of it. Like, stop it. Like, stop it. And that like, all right, fine. Well, then I guess I'm going to be alone. And then I I stopped contacting everybody. (laughs) It was like, like, it was just this tiny little event that happened and when I look back at all of the things in my life where I had like major episodes where people thought maybe it was mania, mm-hmm. was some kind of small, insignificant to other event that just like tipped me over the edge. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's very self-destructive. And like I yeah. end up thinking I'm a horrible person and I don't deserve to have any friends and a person should just leave me and I should just force them to go away because eventually I'm going to have to deal with it. And the sooner I deal with it and figure out how to live by myself, then the sooner, then the better I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's why I don't know if that has to do with testing. Maybe it is. Maybe I expect them to not leave. And maybe if they don't leave, then it is a test. I haven't gotten to that part of searching mm-hmm. inside of me to figure that out yet. I, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I was just kind of throwing that out there. So it's uh, like I know the testing, not testing, but like pushing people away is a part of borderline. I don't know why. So I, I don't mean to suggest anything. Right. And I saw some of it, like some online when I was reading about it, that it could be it could be that. I mean, who, mm-hmm. I have I have no idea. And And the kicker for this is whenever I get into some kind of episode like this, is I'm always bring it back to I don't deserve to be happy. I don't deserve mm. this. Mm-hmm. I um and I'm hurting everyone and it's okay if I'm hurt. So let me push everyone away. And at the same time, I am also and I know I've talked about this before, an Enneagram personality type 1. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the type 1's main focus and drive is to be good. So when my mind starts kind of challenging my goodness and questioning it, I start becoming mm-hmm. really unhealthy and I feel like I don't deserve anything good and I should just I just I just assume that I'm a horrible person and that I deserve to be alone and like all this stuff and then I start hurting myself um, mm-hmm. and like and I mean physically hurting cutting myself right. is one way and that was another thing when I was reading about it was about um, it's not that sometimes it can seem like sometimes I feel like I don't have emotions like other people mm-hmm. and I th- and recently the last like two years I've been saying well I don't think it's like that I think it's that I have too much emotion and I don't know how to deal with it Mm-hmm. And that's and so I put it away or do something else with it or I hurt myself, cut myself. Be, and um, and I was reading that some it's that we have we don't know how to deal with our emotions. Our emotions are so atten- intense. People with borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder. 
And that totally just rang true for me. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I've been saying. It's not that I don't have emotion. It's just, I think I have too much emotion. Right. It's, I don't know I was, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, I was doing some reading on borderline and apparently in our brains, like emotions, there are two parts of that. There's part of the brain that manufactures emotion. And then immediately that goes to another part of the brain that interprets emotion, that um, filters emotion. And so, you know, if you deal with something that produces a feeling of emotional pain. Um, the second part of your brain tells you how much pain should we be feeling right now? Um, and it's been theorized that in borderline personality disorder, in people with borderline personality disorder, that second part of the brain is not working like it should. And so there are no insignificant events for somebody with borderline personality disorders, things right. like even small things, like if you, you you text someone and say you love them and you don't get a text back, you could feel intense emotional pain, like feeling a loved one, because that second part of your brain isn't saying this is the amount of pain you should be feeling. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then sometimes like it takes me a long time. Once I if I go there, it takes me a long time to get over it. Like, but then once I get over it, it's like almost like, OK, like. And that's the resilience part. I don't know. And I always thought mm-hmm. I was just resilient because I've been through a lot in my life. And maybe that's part of it. That could totally be part of it. It doesn't mean that it's all borderline personality disorder. But um, but like I'll get I'll like fly off the rails and like it just takes so much to get me out of that like dark place um, once mm-hmm. I'm there. And but then once I'm out, you know, yeah, I'm out. So I don't. That's, know that's I, another trait too. Is you know when you're you go to these really dark places, but then when you're out, you're like a hundred percent better, and that yeah. also shocks people. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of so, uh, yeah. Was it. So um, it's it, like going back to what you were talking about with the the traits, um, you were talking about hearing about some of the positive traits is kind of what opened your eyes to this. Uh, so I, I put out an informal Twitter poll, and I know you saw this, where I asked like anybody with BPD, like, what positive examples did you have of someone with BPD in your life? Mm-hmm. And I got one response, and the answer was, hell no, like nobody. And so yeah. it's just like there there is a shockingly, shocking, shockingly low number of positive examples of BPD. And so uh, before we recorded that episode on Mommy Dearest, how many positive things had you heard about BPD? Nothing. That was the first time I had ever even, I think even when you were saying that, I was like, oh, there's positive. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And maybe that's another thing why I was like, well, I don't have BPD because I, I'm so, you, you know, I'm so creative yeah. and I'm so bold. Like those, those kind of things are like really positive. Like I always say, that Chris, that Chris always feels like I'm yelling at him, but I'm just passionate. Yeah. <laughs> like I am so passionate with, it could be the dumbest little thing that I'm really passionate about. And I've thought about, and I have this, this thing that I want to like present to everybody. And it comes off as very, very strong um, yelling sometimes. <laughs> I don't know how to fix that. And that's, which, which is like, yeah. It's like so borderline personality disorder when I was reading about this is a personality disorder, which is different than a mood disorder. Mm-hmm. And um and I think part of it, it maybe that's why it's stigmatized, because when I was reading, it seems like personality disorders are more ingrained in your personality. They're very much they're much harder to control. And there's really no like it's not about a biological thing per much so much as um as something that you've just is now ingrained in your personality and that's why it can be mm-hmm. very hard and why there's really no drugs that they prescribe 
to take mm-hmm. care of it um, because it's not really something that can be that can be handled by that. And then you can have a personality disorder, like you said, and a mood disorder. So you could have bipolar as well. <laughs> you could have both. So like, yeah. So it's like you can yeah. be, you know, really fucked. And then um, so like uh, other types of personality disorders that people might be like um, know about is obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Um Antisocial personality disorder, like I said, is like the key serial killer one. So it gets super mm-hmm. duper stigmatized. And then and there's another thing called schizoid personality disorder. It doesn't mean you have schizophrenia, mm-hmm. but it has some right. like uh, psychotic elements to it for schizoid. And I, I think there's a movie about it. Lars and oh, the Real it? Girl. Have you heard of that? Oh. Yeah, I've heard I've seen that, that schizoid. Yeah, I've Do heard you think that he, that's schizoid. Is that there's like they say that he has schizoid, the main I've guy. I've heard that. Uh, I haven't done enough research to know, but I've heard that. And and then like um another thing is that they cluster these personality disorders together. So there's three clusters. Mm-hmm. And so the first cluster um, is characterized by odd eccentric thinking or behavior, and that's where you get the schizoid is one of them, paranoid personality disorder schizotypal personality disorder and then cluster b which is the borderline personality disorders characterized by dramatic overly emotional or unpredictable thinking or behavior Mm -hmm. so that's antisocial so i'm in the antisocial personality disorder cluster Uh the borderline personality and then you have histrionic personality disorder which they need to change the fucking name to not talk about hysterectomies and history sorry like it's like you know the whole uh, yeah I don't, I don't actually know what that one means so uh, like uh histrionic um, personality disorder somebody uh-huh. who oh do you want me to tell you what it is sure or okay like constantly seeking <laughs> attention excessively okay. emotional dramatic sexually provocative yeah. speaks dramatically easily influenced shallow rapidly changing emotions uh-huh. and it's like i think it's related to the hysteria the, the stem from the word hysteria which stem for women hysterectomy which is basically um, which whenever is, a man didn't know how to deal with a woman. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then also in that category is another one that gets a bad rap. It's narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. Yeah. No one – have you ever heard anyone s- say the word narcissism in a nice way? <laughs> <laughs> Right? I have. I didn't even think of that, but no, I've always heard it as, "Hey, my abusive father was yes. a narcissist." Like, yeah, exactly. You never hear about that, and so it's only natural that people who are characterized with these disorders are a little bit scared to talk about it. You know, and uh-huh. we have a cluster C of personality disorders. By the way, those are more of the anxious, fearful thinking. So, like avoidant personality disorder, okay, obsessive compulsive, um, th- those kinds of things. So, those are kind of like those clusters. And so, yeah, that I don't uh, like. It's hard to pinpoint the d- the exact difference between personality and mood disorders, mm-hmm. but I think it's more that it's believed that mood disorders are more about biology and brain chemistry. And mm-hmm. the personality disorders are just like these ingrained personality things that 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 came up that you could have a history of it. Genetics plays a part. They say a lot of people have trauma from their childhood, which I, mm-hmm. I have trauma. That doesn't mean that you're going to have this, though. But I do right. have a lot of trauma. So it's like, I don't know, like it it's seems a, kind a frequent, of spot on. <laughs> yeah, a frequent misdiagnosis for borderline personality disorder is PTSD and depression, which is what I have also been diagnosed with before. So mm-hmm. who? I don't know. You know, that's another thing. It's like with diagnosis, like there's no real test, right? To yeah. like say, oh, let me take a blood test and you have bipolar. Like you, that's not right. really how that <laughs> yeah, works. Yeah, it's entirely subjective. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, 
So yeah. Um, okay. So next question is, I know like when I received my bipolar diagnosis, which for me is now like 17 years ago, it was this big relief to finally have an explanation. And so I've described that as like, I was trying to put together a puzzle for my whole life. And then at 21 years old, I finally was shown the the picture on the box. And I was like, this makes so much more sense now. So, I mean, if you do end up having BPD, will any of that be a relief or is there anything in your life that BPD would help to explain? So. I know I was texting you like mm-hmm. so after after like I'm kind of realizing this and it's slow. I haven't really like, I haven't really had conversations with this about people and I normally talk about everything. So that's <laughs> so so mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of weird for me. Like I'm just um but I've been texting you a lot because you're the only one that I've been <laughs> about this. Um yeah. and uh and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is me." And even when I was doing the research and when I was trying to think of make some notes of like things that I wanted to say in this episode, like I started getting a little choked up and teary eyed Mm -hmm. when things hit so close and are so true for me. And I get like this when I think when I read about the Enneagram stuff, too, because Mm -hmm. I think that really explains a lot about me, too. (laughs) Um, I get really emotional, not in a bad. I'm not upset. I don't think I'm upset about it. I'm just like, it's just emotion. I don't know if it's a relief or just some kind of emotional response that I'm having to this, but it feels, it just feels a little weird to have some clarity on, on some of these. And I really would, would like to, um, uh, to, to explore, to explore it a little more. I, I think it's, it's, it's kind of forced me to examine, like my past relationships, one of the one of the indications of borderline is like rocky relationships or you know unstable mm-hmm. relationships, um, and I've had that with my significant others, and I have had that with my my parents. Um, I can be very difficult to be around when I'm unhealthy. It just I I totally I know this. I'm so difficult. I don't I push I push people away so hard. Um, And it kind of, I didn't know really why, but like when they're talking about the fear of abandonment and putting Uh it in more of like a fear of being alone, which is, I think, a type of abandonment to me, Mm -hmm. um, that makes sense. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, yeah, like that totally makes sense. Um, uh, And then, uh, like I said, like I, another thing was the emotion part is like feeling mm-hmm. like, yes, I do have those emotions. They're just so intense and I need to, sometimes I have to protect myself from those emotions because yeah. I'll go down this emotional rabbit hole, like for one little thing. Um, so I think it's causing me to try to be more aware of, of that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, those are kind of the revelations that I've, yeah. that I've had recently. I think I'll probably talk a lot about start talking about it more because I do think I want to talk about it. Like that's why we're doing this podcast. That's like kind of yeah. my my thing is like talking about things that happen in your life is not bad. Like it doesn't make things worse. To me it always makes it better. So so mm-hmm. I'll probably start talking and opening out opening up a little bit more. Um I might start seeing a therapist again. I, I see right. a therapist every so often. Just uh-huh. for fun. No, I mean, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, <laughs> I like go, therapy. Yeah. I like go, talking going about back to, yeah, the, the treatment for borderline personality disorder, the number one treatment is therapy. 
Um, yeah, and, and that's so, always really yeah. helped me. Yeah. And so I think we had this conversation in a previous episode where I talked about like, mm-hmm. I've done medication and medication has worked really well for me, but I've never done therapy. Yeah. Um, and you do therapy, but you don't do medication right now. Right. I think you have in the past. I and have so in the that, past, but yeah, no. <laughs> that, that's is so in line with, I mean, bipolar disorder, it's primarily a medical treatment. Borderline personality disorder is primarily a therapeutic treatment. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's very much in line with borderline personality disorder. So um, going back to what you said about being open about it, I know BPD, and we discussed this earlier, is a very stigmatized condition. Is there anything you're worried about people like assuming um, if they find out you have it? Yeah, like I don't want people to think I'm a serial killer or anything <laughs> yeah. or that I do I lack that empathy. Like, you know, I didn't speak up during the episode. Well, multiple reasons. Like I was, I was slightly ashamed. I think I did feel ashamed i felt embarrassed mm-hmm. and especially like so we we're talking about joan crawford mommy dearest and like not her a character, yeah not a flattering not very flattering yeah. yes exactly and so it's, it was yeah, like I, i'm I, not like this person you know i <laughs> like, think i think we do have some some positive examples in movies and so two positive like just to sorry butt in real quick two positive examples or uh at least not entirely negative are tiffany from silver linings playbook and Clementine from oh, Eternal yeah. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, I think yeah. both of them yeah. are, you know, very positive. You know, very positive. They have their flaws, but they're positive right. characters whom I, I'm pretty sure have borderline personality disorder. Now, neither of them is stated to have borderline personality disorder, but they they definitely fit the the model. Um, yeah. And I, I think those are like, if you're looking for any positive examples besides Maria, because I would say you're a shining success for I'm borderline positive. personality disorder. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then there's also those two. There's Tiffany from Silver Linings Playbook and um, Clementine from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I think are two positive examples because it's very hard to find positive examples of BPD. Yeah, it is. And I don't know, I'd have to revisit Girl Interrupted again because mm-hmm. I think looking back, I know I saw it back in 99, looking back, it was not a good portrayal of, I, I remember it not being a good portrayal or positive portrayal of mental health institutions. Uh, definitely, yeah. like, it seems like, you know, one of those one and flew over the cuckoo nest kind of thing where it's <sighs> like everyone in there yeah. is like crazy and like, oh, like, you know, that kind of thing. And everyone's like so mm-hmm. off the wall crazy like that. It's ridiculous. But I'd have to see like how she is portrayed. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, she's got bipolar in that. But um, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. We got, or not bipolar, sorry, borderline. Because borderline. she says okay. something like there's like a. There's there's like a, a line in the movie where she's like, they say I have a borderline personality. So that's what she said. Hmm. So I'm sure it's borderline. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I need to see it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe that's something we should see. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm a little like I didn't like I said, like I am a little cautious about this just because it's been stigmatized. And like I yeah. said, normally, like I talk everything, like I tell everybody everything. Like I haven't even like said to Chris, hey, you know, <laughs> Talking to Brandon the other day, and I think I have borderline. And then, so first today was the first time where I told a friend at work, and then another friend because I was like, "Hey, you know, we were just talking about things um, about Mm -hmm. uh, you know mental health and everything." And I said, "Hey, by the way, I think I have borderline." Is that how I said? Hey, by the way, I think I have borderline personality disorder. Just wanted to let mm-hmm. you know. And like I was like, well, the reason why, and then I had to say, well, I've been kind of diagnosed. Like I was diagnosed. Like they told me yeah. either bipolar or borderline. So it's not just I'm reading about things and think it is. 
but like everything kind of makes sense. And so we were talking about that and it's like kind of the first time that I've done. So I probably will do that a little bit more maybe and just try to start getting used to it. Not like used it's, to it. Yeah. Not like it's like a thing that's going to define me. Yeah. yeah okay. Because <laughs> honestly, like sometimes people hear I have bipolar disorder and they're like shocked. They're like, right. Well, you don't seem crazy. Like I'm like I put a Twitter that. post out on this. Like if somebody tells you you have a mental illness um, and you say, oh, but you don't seem crazy. That's kind of like asking if somebody like really has irritable bowel syndrome because you've yep. never seen them crap their pants in the middle right. of a meeting. That's like, a good you know, metaphor. It's like yes, I mean we hold it together really well because we have to because there's a stigma um so uh, it doesn't mean we don't struggle and so like i've gotten that too where people are kind of pleasantly surprised like oh you have that like because all they've heard is negative things yeah people do that when they they, like here i've been hospitalized for in like mental health Mm -hmm. facilities it's oh what well you don't seem like (laughs) you don't seem crazy yeah Yeah. it's like oh okay (laughs) so um, so, I mean, with this realization, are there any like next steps you have in mind toward like a diagnosis or additional treatment or anything like that? I, I do want to maybe just go back to therapy and kind of hash some yeah. things out with it. Um, the problem is, is that it's like, I can't find a therapist that takes my insurance. Like, it's just ridiculous mm. that it's so hard for me to find mental health with the insurance I have. I don't know why I have such a hard time. We have, like, at work, this employee assistance program that I was looking through to try to find people. But, like, I, I was – and this is kind of why I came up with my friend today because, like, how can I na- – I can't navigate this site. Like, it doesn't even work. I'm clicking <laughs> the links and I'm like, what is this on purpose for us crazy people to get even crazier? Like, we're already having a rough time. You need to make yeah. it easy for us to find help because I just gave up. I, I wasted 30 minutes of my failure. day. Yeah. I, um, I will validate your experience there because as a web uh, – as somebody yes. who makes websites, they need to be intuitive. They need to be easy to use. So if you don't yes. know how to use a website, that is their fault. It's not your fault. I know, but it's just like, I can't like, so I was trying to do, I found someone who maybe clicked with me. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to start the process and I clicked the link and it's not working. I clicked the link and then I was like, well, maybe I need to do it in Internet Explorer. So I opened it and blah, blah, blah. blah. It was like this whole big thing. That was 30 minutes Mm -hmm. of me saying, well, never mind. I'm not going to do it. Like, that's what happened. So like, (laughs) um, so I would like to find someone that I'm not paying $5 million to see. Yeah. Every single time that's covered by my insurance to kind of just talk through these things and kind of explore it more because I like to do that. I like to find out about myself. One of the characteristics of this disorder is that um, an unstable self image or self sense Mm -hmm. of self. Yeah. But like I always feel like I need to know everything about me and I want to know more. And this is why I like the Enneagram and all that stuff. And so I think when I do therapy, it helps me learn about myself so that um, maybe that's my next step is just finding therapy and then just starting to talk about it with my friends and um, maybe break the news to Chris. Other than yes. That. <laughs> I hear you. I, I, yeah. I, I know, I know the pain. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, I mean, like, let's say we have a listener, we have somebody that's listening to this. It's like, Oh my gosh, this is really resonating with me. I think that might be me too. Is there anything you could say to that listener? You're that's a not, real open-ended question. Sorry. I know. No, no. I'm just trying to think. I, I, you're not alone, maybe, and like also, yeah, you're not crazy. Like, don't make it make you feel like you're other. 
because I think that's mm-hmm. a lot of the um, like, especially because the word personality, like I said, it's a personality disorder. So it means your personality is flawed. It means your personality sucks. Is that what that means? Like, that's how I feel mm-hmm. sometimes, like with the personality disorders, like you can't, you know, um, but that it's possible to be to function like I'm functioning, you know, sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm function and that's happens with a lot of people whether you have a mental yeah. disorder or not but um and sometimes my stuff can be really extreme um but maybe don't be also don't be afraid of getting help maybe 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 there's someone out there who's realizing this resonates with them and they are getting help but they think maybe they have bipolar so they're on a bunch of different medication and maybe that doesn't work and you're not doing therapy because mm-hmm. the medication I don't know you know maybe maybe try therapy if you haven't tried therapy and it's and you're yeah. in a you're in a down place. Maybe 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 try that. I don't know. Can I have yeah. somebody say something to me and what I should? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's it's one of the, like I I guess if I were to say something, it would be to look at those like I talked about the the incorrect diagnoses um, where if you've been diagnosed with PTSD and depression, but you have recurring problems that, like you said, medication is not solving, you might look at BPD because BPD and like, I will fully admit, I at some point had bought into the stigma. And like, I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. that there are listeners out there that have also bought into the stigma. But if you have BPD, there is nothing wrong with you. I mean, there is a medical issue, <laughs> um, but it's, right. it's not like you're just a failure as a person. Um, and that's why like it's it's been 17 years for me, but since I've been diagnosed, but it was such a relief for me to hear as somebody with bipolar disorder that you are not a failure as a person. There is an explanation for this. And so if that is you listener, like just please know there, you know, you like I mean, obviously we all have to own up to our mistakes, but there there may be an explanation there. There may be something more going on, and there may be a completely valid reason for you to have these episodes, these issues. So, yeah. Yeah. And another thing when you were, you know, you, you sent me some traits and stuff and I was reading and one of them that like really, I got a little choked up thinking about was Mm -hmm. like one of the bullets says most people when talking about BPD will focus on the symptoms that affect others, aversion to abandonment, mood swings. And this leaves more internalized symptoms like chronic emptiness, under disgust and like i yeah. it really hit a, a struck a nerve with me because it's like yeah people are like well you need help because you're affecting me in this way and you're making my life like this but like m- like what i'm doing to myself because i yeah, have chronic BPD. emptiness yeah. explains a lot of these things yeah so and, yeah and, and like it's just like focusing like on and i think that's maybe that's the personality disorder it's like oh antisocial personality disorder they're a serial killer and they're going to go kill people and that's how they're going to affect people that way but we don't talk about the things that are affecting the person who actually has the personality disorder and so that's what i think was that really resonated with me it was like mm-hmm. yeah like what about me like you know and yeah, people don't I'm talk pushing about people that. away yeah. and i'm a difficult i understand it can be difficult because of this or mm-hmm. whatever and i come out as i come off as very loud and, and passionate and like da, da 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 but at the same time like what's going on inside is like i am very i can hurt myself a lot and like this is this can be very damaging to myself and mm-hmm. um and sometimes it feels like um who cares you have a personal who cares as long as you don't affect me and i think it's that goes along with the antisocial personality disorder because some of that stuff mm-hmm. um can i don't know it just seems really 
like I have never heard of antisocial personality disorder have positive traits before, just like BPD. But I'm sure yeah, there is something. <laughs> like, there there I is, I think, one yeah. positive example, and that is the show Dexter. Have you heard of Dexter? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he Dexter kills is, like the yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He, I mean, like the old term is sociopath. Uh, and so he was able to redirect that where like he's able to redirect those feelings. He has a strict code of conduct where he wants to be a good person and he has to follow his code of conduct to do that. And so he goes out and he finds other serial killers and he's basically a serial killer of serial killers. It's a really interesting show. It like really a- humanizes this disorder. And so it's, I know it's about a serial killer, but trust me, it humanizes this disorder. So yeah. just sorry to go off on that but yeah no no yeah that's um it's a good uh a good thing to say (laughs) okay well demi did you do we need to do do you want to so this was our little mini episode where we talked about this what about brandon you know you can still take us away if you want sure uh so we are peculiar picture show a podcast that talks about movies melodies and mental health you can find us online at peculiarpicture.show so most of our episodes we're going to be talking about movies or at least media in some form and so sometimes we'll talk about a movie and just talk through the movie and what it says about mental health sometimes we'll talk about several movies around an issue but um, most of the time we're talking about the intersection of movies and mental health Um, the website has links to our twitter profiles to our instagram page stuff like that Um, so yeah so visit us online please listen to some of our other episodes and thank you so much for listening and um, like i mean just so you know like there is an email address on the site if you would like to reach out to us like there is an email address on the site where you could reach out to us on this episode. I realize this is a very personal episode and it might be for some of our listeners as well. We are very willing to talk about this. Yeah. Don't be so, shy. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Um, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. I um <laughs> maybe I should get a beer. <laughs> like because I feel like you're out beering me or you're out alcoholing. I've got a whiskey that's like significantly <laughs> that's stronger super, than a beer. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to do that. Like that's like a little bit like that's oh, like man. you're an alcohol. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but um no maybe, no I don't know. Yeah, I don't really drink want, hard yeah. liquor anyway. Yeah, oh, let that's me like go. all I drink. Yeah, go right, get a beer. Yeah, I'll tell I, my I bipolar story. How's that? Okay, yeah, let me get a beer. <laughs> All right. So here's one for the outtakes. Um, So um, we're being open with our mental health. I have bipolar disorder. um, And part of that is manic episodes. And so I got maybe four or five hours of sleep two nights ago, which triggered a manic episode, uh, which was um, enough to introduce very odd behavior. So my mind was moving at like 200 miles per hour. and I had anxiety all day, but anything I got uh, at work, anything that came into me, I was able to get done in like five seconds flat. So anyway, also during my manic episode, I decided that I wanted an ascot, which if you don't know, is a cross between like a scarf and a tie. So I got an ascot on Amazon and should be here tomorrow. So I will be looking very dapper starting tomorrow. So that's my mental health story. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. All Were right. You talking the entire time? I was. Yeah. I told my, like, we have a little Ooh. outtake uh, bipolar story if you want. So.